0: Oh, great Odin's raven! This is crazy, this is crazy, this is crazy! This is, this is ridiculous, okay? I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go with, I'll go.
1: Hello and welcome to the FilmPulse.net podcast, episode number 57. My name is Adam. Today I'm joined by Kevin. How are you, Kevin? I'm doing good. And we're also joined by Ryan this week. How are you, Ryan?
2: Shitty day.
1: He's having a shitty he's day? Off
2: to, he's off to a bad start.
1: We are recording this from South by Southwest in Austin, so today we're just going to be doing part one of our South by coverage. Uh, First up we have an interview with Matt Spicer, the director of a short film that's going to be premiering here called It's Not You, It's Me. Uh, Then we're just going to go over the films that we saw so far and then kind of give our thoughts on the festival in general. So let's just kick things off with this review. We had a chance to talk to Matt Spicer, the director of It's Not You, It's Me, which is the short film. It's going to be playing here this year, so let's just jump right into that. The first thing I wanted to ask you about was where you're from. Now, I looked on your IMDb page, and it says you're from Hatboro, PA. Is that correct? That is correct,
0: yeah.
1: And and is that is that like in the Philly area, or around there
0: somewhere? Yeah, it's just outside. It's about like 30 or 40 minutes outside of Philly.
1: Oh, okay. Because I'm, I'm originally from York, Pennsylvania.
0: I have a couple of friends that went to school out there. There are, there are a couple colleges out there.
1: hmm. I'm
0: yeah, trying to remember there. where, what the name of theirs was.
1: Yeah, so I thought that, that was interesting right off the bat. PA, native. Yeah, um, that big
0: like farmland out there, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely.
0: think people, people don't think of, like, Pennsylvania is, like, pretty rural, actually I don't know what people think about that to me, but it's, it's pretty rural, like, you know, a lot of like farms and trees and, you know, it's not oh. super,
1: um, oh, yeah.
0: except for Pittsburgh yeah. and Philly.
1: Yeah, pretty much. So why don't you tell us about how you got your start in film?
0: Well, I, I went to school at USC for film and that was sort of, um, you know, once I got accepted there, it was pretty, it was pretty much a no brainer. Um, i had mean, I, I visited california and, and my grandparents lived out here when i was younger so i sort of you know i always had it in my head that i wanted to come out here at some point um so i went to usc and there i um you know there weren't a lot of film opportunities where i was from i think my brother and i were uh were extra like you know unbreakable that that and i Shaman movie for like mm-hmm. one day that was like our one experience was like The film business but um so it was cool being at usc and meeting people who you know who were doing other film stuff um and just had the same interests as i did and made a lot of friends there and um i met this guy max winkler while i was at school we had a bunch of classes together and sort of um became friends and then started working together from there and out of way out of school we were both kind of we had had other little things that we were working on but both of us were kind of unhappy after we graduated because, you know, I think everyone thinks that as soon as you graduate from film school, you know, the studios are going to come knocking at your door and be like, Hey, like, you know, so we want to meet you guys, you know, but it's obviously it's not like that. And, um, I was actually at the time working on some infomercial for like a mop and, uh, and it was just like horrible as a PA. And, um, and I had this idea that was kicking around, um, and one day I called Max and was like, Hey, would you want to write this with me? And he was instantly like, Yes, please, can we start tomorrow? And and um and we went from there and that was um that was our first script that we sold and you know we sort of we got a manager and agents off of that and um and then you know, sort of our career sort of went from there and you know, we were we were writing a bunch um we wrote a bunch of scripts and then um and then I mean, I just don't want to start talking. I can tell the whole story. Um, okay. Do We, um, you know, yeah. I guess I think that's where sort of things started. If you your question I was like, "Where well, how did we get our start?" That's that's how it went down. And then, yeah, from there there are other. There's obviously been stuff over the last six years since that happened that you know we've been doing. Um, but yeah. Now uh,
1: we're talking about it's not you, it's me, and this is a short film that you have that's going to be debuting at South by Southwest. Is this your directorial debut?
0: Um, I'm sort of, I'm, not technically, but I'd sort of like to call it that, but I actually did this web series that, um, I don't even know it's, if it's online anymore, I you need know, to like re-upload it, but um, a few years ago, I did this thing called so on and so forth, that was like a series of short films um, that I wrote and directed, and, and then I just you know got some of my friends to act in and, and help me shoot it. Um, that was on for Sony's crackle.com, Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's some, my friend Jake is in it, who's on New Girl, um, and my friend John, who was on CSI. So, like, I just, like, literally people I just met through the grapevine who, you know, I was like, would you want to come and spend a couple of days doing this thing? And, and um, and we, you know, th- so that was technically my first thing after college that I directed. And, uh, but this is, um, uh, I wrote a script, um, over the last year called Stockholm that I've you know, I'm, I want to make it my first feature and, uh, you know, I think it was, I think that having a web series wasn't really enough, you know, to sort of give people the confidence I could do this so I was like, you know, screw it, I'll just do, I'll do a short, you know, something that that's more in line with, I think, what the script I wrote is tonally and, um, and will hopefully give people some more confidence and that I can actually, you know, direct something narrative so, so we, my brother and I just sort of tossed off the script for the short pretty quickly and then we just, you know, it all it all kind of happened very, very quickly, which was nice that we just went and sort of did this thing, and yeah. So that, I mean, now we have this short itself, which is really cool.
1: Yeah, it's well, it's definitely cool. I mean, you also have a really good cast in this in this film. So let's let's talk about the film itself. Maybe you can give us like a real brief synopsis without giving too much away, because I want I want people because when I when I saw this, I kind of went into it cold, not knowing anything about it. Yeah, And I think that that really, that really helped because I didn't know what to expect. And I was like, oh man, I was like, this is, this is going to some very dark places. So maybe like a spoiler free synopsis.
0: Right. Um, yeah. That is sort of the fun of it, isn't it? To just kind of see it and not really, that's kind of why I love, I love watching shorts because you can kind of get away with a lot more than you can with the future. Um,
2: mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean,
0: sort of the, 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 the brief version is is that it's about uh, a couple, and the, the girl uh, starts getting annoyed with the with the boyfriend, and and sort of every sound that he is making is just driving her crazy, and um, and it sort of goes on from there. But you know, with my brother and I were it sort of started with us talking about breakups and sort of what's the f- sort of worst funniest version of a breakup. Like, what is the worst possible thing that can happen in a breakup? Mm-hmm. Uh, we can imagine and, and that's sort of how the conversation started so hopefully people get kind of an idea
1: of yeah i think that it, it is definitely <laughs> definitely the worst version of a breakup and the couple the couple's played by jillian jacobs who is britta on community and fran kranz who is in uh, he's in a bunch of joss weed and stuff he was in cabin in the woods uh yeah. how did you how did you get these people because this is a these are some pretty big
0: actors you got here um, Gillian was, she, uh, that was, through, I mean, I, I, I guess I should say, as soon as I finished the script, I sort of, I gave it to, um, uh, my, my friends who, who all sort of agreed to help me produce this. And, and, um, and one of my, um, friends, Alvin, who did, the, who worked on casting this movie that I produced, uh, called Ceremony a few years ago, um, I just sent her the script. I was like, would you want to help us? you know, help cast this just as a favor. And she was like, absolutely. Um, and was really nice. And so she gave it to some people and, you know, some of the names we got back and we got back Gillian. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a huge community fan because I, I don't like the show, but I, I haven't really watched it. And, um, so I went and immediately, as soon as I heard, I like recognized her name and her face. I was like, yeah, let me check this out. Um, actually she had a small part in, I think was that Steve Carell movie, the end of the world movie. And, um, I thought she was funny in that. And, and, uh, so I watched some more of her stuff and I was like, I think she'd be great. So, um, I had, you know, Allison, our, our casting person, send her, I don't know if it was our manager or her agent, the script. And and she read it and, and liked it. And we met for coffee or lunch. And, um, and that was it. She was like, yeah, I want to do it. So it was kind of like, I, mean, I was like so happy to, to have her agree to do this. And she was like, such a sport on it, too, because we had to, like, you know, she was like, I mean, if you see it, it was very, very physically demanding, like, for a short film where you're not getting paid and you're kind of working on the weekend. You know, she was shooting community all week, and then she'd come and work, you know, 14-hour days with us on the weekend, so she was literally working every day, so, um, I mean, it was pretty, pretty awesome of her to do that. Um, and Fran, um, I'm trying to think, Fran, I honestly don't remember how that came about, I I don't know if it was Allison that brought him up, I'm really, my memory's failing me, but he, I do have, we have some friends in common, I've met him, I've met him before, and, um, and, yeah, I guess somehow he sort of, he got the script and was like, yeah, I want to do it, um, and it's it's definitely, like, in the, in the vein of other stuff that he's done, Josh Sweet and stuff, you know, so I don't think it was too much of a stretch, but I was, like, so psyched to that he wanted to do it because just, he's just got such a good physicality to him. And, like, he really – he walks that fine line of, like, you know, you – he definitely – like, he can play annoying really well, but you still kind of, like, like him, you know? And he he's not mm-hmm. too much of a um, – I don't know. He, he balanced those two sides of his character really well.
1: Yeah. And I think he's, I think he would be considered a a rising star. I mean, he's also in, uh, the new Joss Whedon film, Much Ado About Nothing, which is also having its premiere at South by. So.
0: He's he's, like a, he's like a classic actor. I mean, he, that's, he's, I mean, he's done all this kind of fun Joss Whedon stuff, but he's like, I think, yeah, he's doing the Joss Whedon thing as like Shakespeare, right? I mean, he's like, mm -hmm. he's a real, like, he's like a Shakespearean like theater actor. Like he can do kind of anything, Mm -hmm. um, which is kind of cool. Um, and, um oh you know, I should also mention Rob, who's in it, um Rob Hubel, oh, yeah. he was fan. yeah he that was like he, I have to just say he saved us because, uh, and I don't think this would do anything away, but there's a scene, he has a scene with a couple of kids in it, and um you know we he he agreed to do this, and he was like, yeah, for one day, and um, uh, and we had these kids, and there's a scene where they have to like be like kind of eating food and mm-hmm. like making a mess and and they, they, we got there today, the and I talked to the kids' parents, and I'm like, you know, this is what they are going to be doing. Like, can they do this? I'm like, oh, sure, sure, sure. We get there, and then, <laughs> of course, like, and you know, it's, these kids are really young, and so they're sitting there, and all the cameras and lights are there, and we are like, okay, like, start eating and, like, making a mess, and just the kids are just staring, and it's like, what? Do you want to, <laughs> like, they just didn't know what to do, and so I was just like, oh my God, so everyone's tired at the end of the day. I'm like, what are we going to do? And finally, Rob's just like, he just, like, a switch went on. I think it probably was, like, he's like, I want to go home. But it was, like, he just instantly turned it on, and just, like, suddenly these kids came to life, and he, he literally saved us because we were just going to have been there for five hours trying to get these kids to, like, make a mess, and he instantly just, like, got them to do what we wanted them to do. Um, so I, don't he was, ev- he was I don't think
1: I'll ever look at Beefaroni the
0: same way again. I don't <laughs> think he will either. He literally, at one point, it's it on the dailies. He's like, um... Uh, I have to this has to be the last day because I'm going to throw up in my mouth. Like, if I really don't Because <laughs> it was, like, cold and, like, it had been sitting on the table. It was, like, so, I mean, he was, and he was, like, spitting it back up and, like, putting it back in his mouth. is so disgusting. <laughs> but, um, but he, yeah, literally everyone, I don't know why, everyone sort of suffered to take this short, which is really, I'm very uh, grateful to all of my actors
1: well it did turn out really good i will compliment you on that because it it turned out great i was loving every second of this movie uh what what do you have next what's coming up
0: um well like i said i have have the script stockholm that i'm um sort of bringing out to producers right now with the with the short and everything i think it's like a good time to sort of be taking that around to people so hopefully something will happen with that very soon and then um my writing partner, Max, and I just finished um, this script, this adaptation of a play called The Coward um, that, we're, that we wrote for um, Big Beach and American Work. I mean, Big Beach did, like, uh, A Little in the Sunshine and, like, a bunch of great indie movies. And um, they have one at Sundance this year called Toys House. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I really want to see that. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Uh, and so, yeah. Hopefully, we'll make that. Max is directing that, and I'm going to produce that. Well, hopefully, we'll make that this summer. And um, Adam Driver is going to be in it from Girls. I don't know from if you watched yeah. that show, but he's it, he's really amazing. awesome.
1: Yeah, he had a really he had a really nice little role in Lincoln too.
0: Yes, yeah. I mean, he was like we're so lucky to to have. Yeah, you, know, you wanted to do it because he's literally I feel like really in demand right now. He's working with some amazing directors. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be really fun and. Um, and then just other, we have a couple other things we're working on right now that um, hopefully will, you know, will be announced soon. But
1: well, it sounds like you're pretty busy. Sounds like you got a lot of a lot of stuff going on.
0: Yeah, it's good. It's good. I mean, this the the I think it's what's changed is that you know me sort of pursuing this directing thing has um, you know I, we have been writing mostly for the last few years, and I think realized that you know I really love directing, want to get into that. So it's. It's been good to sort of create more opportunities that way, and, and be pursuing that. And so, um, you know, that's a full time job in and of itself.
1: Yeah, and I don't, I don't think it's going to hurt that you got your short film in South by Southwest like immediately. So I think that's, that's kinda... really going to hurt.
0: Yeah, they're, it's, it's 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 so fun. I, have you ever been to the festival before?
1: No, actually, this year is going to be our first year.
0: You're going to have a blast. It's so great. It's the, the city itself is amazing, and, and just the festival, like. Um, I've never been to Sundance, but I've been to South by a couple times before, and I just, I really love it. I love um, just the whole vibe of it. It's just cool. just people are, everyone's just in a really good mood. You know, everyone just really wants to be there and and loves movies, and and the food is great, and there's just, like, stuff to do everywhere. Um, Mm -hmm. It's really, really cool. So I'm I'm so excited.
1: I'm excited, but uh, we're going to be working a lot there. (laughs) i there's yeah. gonna be a lot of writing and a lot of sleepless nights.
0: Yeah, I can't um no, this that's like this is for me, I get to just go and enjoy it and just kinda of yeah. have fun. Yeah, yeah, you're you're going there to work, so I understand yeah. that. But they're not a bad place to, to be busy, I have to
1: say. No, absolutely not. I am not complaining, don't get me wrong. So when is when is the film gonna be screening there?
0: Um, it's screening on March tenth at um eleven thirty AM at uh the I think it's the Topher. Am I saying that right? It's the Topher at Zach Scott Theater. Uh, mm-hmm. I was calling it Topfer Theater for like a week until somebody corrected me. Um, <laughs> and then um, it's playing at um, on Tuesday, the 12th, the Rollins Theater on Tuesday at 1.30. And then, yeah, and then it's playing at um, yeah at the Vimeo Theater at 4 p.m. On, on the 15th
1: that's great it's part so, of the
0: it's part of short the third uh, short films program number three
1: mm-hmm. all right matt spicer thank you so much for taking some time to uh give us a chat it's not you it's me is the film and it's gonna be playing in south by southwest so make sure if you're there check that out all right thanks a lot man thanks for talking to me. thanks again matt for giving us a chat make sure you check out it's not you it's me if you're in south by southwest this week all right, let's uh, start off our South by conversation. We'll kick it off to you first, Ryan. Since you look like you're so pleased, <laughs> how how have you felt about the festival so far?
3: Mm, it's, it's fun time. Very tiring.
1: Very tiring, but yeah. it's
3: fun time.
1: So, just so everybody knows, we're recording this on Sunday. It's Sunday afternoon, so. We're just gonna go over the movies that we saw Friday, Sat, and Saturday, and then the first one we saw today.
2: Yeah, this is essentially the first break. We've
1: yeah, this is really the since f-
2: getting here. <laughs>
1: we've been going pretty hard
3: since we came from death.
1: Yeah, very little sleep. Uh, Kevin, your thoughts on the festival so far?
3: Highly enjoyable.
2: Uh, it was a little bit of a logistical. Uh, clusterfuck in the beginning on our part not
1: yeah south just, by uh,
2: southwest but <coughs> we figured it out rather quickly
3: on a side then Dallas never ends
1: and Dallas never ends Dallas
2: is everywhere yeah. Schlotsky's Whataburger <laughs> just on continual loop forever
1: yeah, yeah I'm uh, really enjoying myself so far we've seen, not one of the movies that we're going to talk about I was displeased with. No, not at all. I, I enjoyed every screening that we went to mm-hmm. so far. So The Ryan did well, we'll We'll get in. Well, let's Classic actually. Ryan. <laughs> with, with
2: the, another thing to say real quick is this is all of our first time to Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I have to say, Austin, Texas is awesome.
1: Yeah, this is the first time Film Pulses at South by, and uh, we've been having a great time. Everybody's been really accommodating, and yes, very very enjoyable. Even it hasn't even been too hard to get Ryan around, so yeah. No. Uh,
3: Except the the no. the, the Paramount. Yeah.
2: Ryan does not like the seating. Ryan the doesn't ratings. like the
1: seating in par- at the Paramount, but whatever. Let's talk about the first movie we saw, which is Upstream Color. This is the highly anticipated follow up by Shane Cruth. Eight years. Eight years uh, since his last movie, which was Primer, which we all liked. Ryan did not like. And sticking true to form, Ryan did not like Upstream Color, did you? No.
2: Nope. Can you give us like a quick breakdown of what Upstream Color was about? Like nope. the entire plot? No. Nope. No. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I lost the
3: interest about 20 minutes in. 20 minutes, you were done? What do
2: would you do I for just, the rest of the film?
3: I watched it but I don't like the actively think all uh I'm trying to be entertained.
1: Gotcha. Okay. So you
2: you you're the the type said that movies are entertainment. Yeah. And nothing more.
1: Nothing yeah. more. Gotcha. Okay. It's all okay. right. Fair enough. You have a uh, right to that. Uh, yeah. I really, really enjoyed Upstream Color. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I
2: thoroughly enjoyed it. I there's My review is up on the site now. You can check that out. And I sort of break down. Try not to give away anything about it, because I honestly think that the best way to see this movie is to know almost nothing about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, we didn't know anything about it going in. I mean... There's there's some teaser trailers out there, but they don't really give anything away at all. So, no, not even close. You, you don't even really know what the movie's about. So, and, and I would recommend just not reading, not doing anything about this, and just kind of go into it cold. Uh, but it's it's pretty incredible. Yes. Uh, then we followed that up. Uh, Ryan and I checked out Evil Dead. The new fide Alvarez remake of the nineteen eighty-one, I believe, Sam Raimi film. Uh I thoroughly enjoyed this one as well. I mean, it's not like the best movie you will ever see, but it's still insanely violent and gory and just nonstop fun.
2: No, I did not know that Diablo Cody helped write this. Oh yeah, yeah, Diablo Cody. I did not yeah. know that.
1: And, and the the writing was nothing special. Like, that, I thought, there were these really kind of overly melodramatic moments that just felt out of place. Like, I didn't want any of that stuff. I just wanted it to be campy fun. And it was for the most part. But there were some elements in there, like these dramatic elements that I, f- they were just cheesy. And my review of that's up on the site too. Ryan, what'd you think of Evil Dead?
3: I liked it. It wasn't perfect, but it was pretty awesome. What was your
2: uh, favorite? What was your favorite kill?
1: <laughs> two.
3: There, uh,
1: there are a lot of lot of. Uh,
3: there are a lot, and I'm afraid if I mention my favorite one, I'll probably give away the yeah, don't, don't, yeah,
1: Yeah, don't give. Let's not give away any of the kills at all. Now, um, I, did,
2: I do want to point out. The, the reason I want to see it is because there's a nail gun fight
1: there is a nail gun involved which is excellent nail gun fight it probably has to be one of the bloodiest movies I've ever seen it might be the bloodiest movie I've ever seen I mean like Dead Alive was pretty gory but this this is taking it to a whole new level so Ooh, I would recommend checking that out it hits theaters everywhere April 5th I believe so yes, indeed Go see Evil Dead. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Then we have... That was was actually all we got to see on Friday. It was day one. That was day one.
2: Evil Dead started a little bit late.
1: Yeah, we missed... We were actually going to try to go see Cheap Thrills, which is the new Pat Healy, David Ketchner movie, but we unfortunately missed that.
2: Yeah, so... Sorry, Cheap Thrills.
1: Yeah. Well, I still really want to see it, so hopefully it'll be available... Soon on demand or otherwise. Uh, Saturday we saw we started off with uh, Licks, which is directed by Jonathan Singer Vine, and this is kind of an interesting movie. This I didn't really know too much about this going into it. I did see the trailer, and
2: I knew, I knew a guy returned home from prison.
1: Yeah, That's a- it was it. It basically it takes place in in Oakland and. It's about a a group of kids who attempt to rob a liquor store. It goes wrong. One of them ends up getting shot and sent to jail for two years. And it's just about him returning to his neighborhood, finding that it's exactly the same as he left it, and trying to sort of get out of the whole crime mentality that they have there. Um, Very good. Very well shot. Uh, All the act all the performances I thought were really good yeah, by all the com- kids yeah
2: I was completely surprised by the performances and reading that this was you know Jonathan Singer Vine's first film that he's ever made almost every single person involved in the making of the film has never done a film before including the actors but I have to say I was pleasantly surprised by the performances from everyone
1: yeah yeah I was too um Great visuals, too. Excellent cinematography. And uh, Jonathan Singer Vine, also, he wrote, directed, and produced it. So, Licks is the name. Oh, yeah.
2: Definitely check that out. Yeah. And it had good amount of humor to it, too.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. They The dialogue
2: was really snappy between mm-hmm. all the characters. It was great.
1: Yeah.
3: Ryan, Licks? Oh, it was serious, but not
2: oh, so serious that was boring. <laughs> serious? <laughs> I know. But not so serious that it was boring. Fair enough. I think that's an honest assessment.
1: Oh, uh, No, okay.
2: We saw what? we saw that at, that was The Ritz, right? Yeah. yeah. That we, was the first film that we saw at the Alamo Draft House yeah. which was a, that was a big thing. That was
3: fucking amazing. That was
2: like a big thing for all of us to finally get to be able to to see a film in the Alamo Draft House. Yeah. And got to say, I love the stuff that they do before the film.
1: Oh, They're ridiculous. Just amazing. <laughs>
2: little educational films or dance parties or whatever the hell they are.
1: Yeah, it was great. Uh, then we saw Prince Avalanche, the new David Gordon Green film with uh, Paul Rudd and Emile Hirsch. And I, I didn't... I. Really knew nothing about this movie either. Going well, on I, was
2: supr- I remember when I first heard about this, I was like, oh shit, David Gordon Green made a movie? Like, how did no one know? But then to find out that he actually did sort of just make it on a whim.
1: Yeah. You know. And really, it's really just Emil Hirsch and Paul Rudd. Those are like, pretty much the only two characters. There's some... The old guy. Yeah, there's the guy. there's there's an old guy that he drives around in a truck. That drives around in a truck and comes in into it every drinks, now and then and it, drinks he, a lot of booze. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it's hilarious. I I was really surprised. I mean, Paul Rudd is it's it's always a safe bet. If Paul Rudd's in a movie it's gonna be funny. But when uh Emil Hirsch, he was actually Hilarious, yeah. I was
2: it, like, I knew it was gonna, you know, have like comedic touches here and there, but I didn't know it would just be out and out funny. Yeah, I mean, it the entire duration. It's
1: right? definitely a comedy. Yeah, and but
2: it, it is also a remake uh, of a Icelandic movie called Either Way. Oh, Oh, two thousand eleven. And from reading the synopsis about the Icelandic movie, it's pretty much exactly the same. Mm. They do the same job. The same things happen, all of that.
1: So, uh, it's basically, it takes place in
2: 1988, I think. Yeah, somewhere in the 80s. It's
1: because I think that the, the backdrop is during these wildfires, these big forest fires that took place. And I think that that was like in 87 or something. Well,
2: I, f- from reading that, the wildfires took place in 2011 in Bostrop, Texas. But they just set the movie in the 80s. I don't know if there was wildfires in the 80s. I wasn't able to find anything. But at the
1: beginning, they showed the wildfires. Yeah, I don't know
2: if you just changed the the date. Yeah, they had a blurb uh, at the uh, beginning
1: that said that in like 87 or mm -hmm. something. So apparently that
2: wildfires happens a lot in Bostrop.
1: But basically, it's just about... Paul Rudd and Emil Hirsch, they work for a road crew and it's just the two of them that their job is to paint the lines on a road and <laughs> put and put posts in and they go out like five days at a time and they just kind of have each other and they camp out and it's really funny, It's it feels like a small film. Yeah, definitely. But... It's more, certainly more of a return to form for David Gordon Green.
2: It's sort of like a weird, like mashup of mm-hmm. what he's been doing recently yeah. with the comedy stuff, and then a mixture of the early George Washington Snow Angels. Yeah, I mean, stuff. it's it's
1: certainly got more of an artistic feel than than uh, the sitter.
2: <laughs> yeah, a little bit better <laughs> cinematography than the sitter. <laughs>
1: But uh, it it definitely kind of reinvigorated my appreciation for for him. And
2: now, Ryan, what do you think of Prince Avalanche?
3: Maybe a lot. Yeah, I, for...
1: I did notice you were laughing a lot.
2: Now you also had the pleasure of sitting directly behind Paul Rudd and Emil Hirsch. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And even asked the question: Is it okay to touch them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which you, unfortunately, much to your chagrin, you weren't able to touch them, were you?
3: Mm-hmm. Ah.
1: So, Prince Avalanche definitely recommend that. I don't know if that has any kind of distribution nah, nah, deal nah, yet. Nothing yet. So, after Prince Avalanche, we saw Drinking Buddies. This is the new Joe Swanberg, it's a comedy, definitely a comedy, definitely a comedy. This stars uh, Olivia Wilde, Ron Livingston's in it, Anna Kendrick, and I was always... Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson,
2: who's really grown on me. He's a really I, funny guy. Yeah, I like him a yeah. lot. He's he's
1: the guy that's in the that show, The New Girl, and he was also in Safety Not Guaranteed. I feel like he's really kind of blowing up right now. Yes. But this this is a kind of um, another relatively small film, just about this. Small brewery, and there's kind of like this love quadrangle.
2: Quadrangle?
1: <laughs> is that a, is that a word? <laughs> it
3: sure is. We just made it. Whoops! Get on that shit. Quad, quadrangle.
1: I really enjoyed this too. I didn't expect a lot going into it for whatever reason, and I found it to be incredibly funny and. The dialogue was really, really yeah, good too. Everything, everything felt really natural. All the conversations, everything felt ad libbed.
2: Yeah, because it was. And which is the nice thing how he Swanberg doesn't really. I mean, he has sort of like a an outline. That right. He knows where he, he wants the characters to go, but everyone just sort of improvises themselves, and which really, I guess, brings in a like injects their personalities into the characters it, yeah and you can
1: really you could really tell that too with all the characters they it, they it everything just seemed very natural
2: yeah it just it felt like I was hanging out with some cool right. people yeah for yeah. like an hour and however long it was
1: I will say the name is Drinking Buddies and they do a lot of drinking they just <laughs> drink
2: all the time like, it's just beer after beer and I never wanted a beer
3: so badly
2: yeah during that movie
1: yeah What'd you think of Drinking Buddies, Ryan?
3: I enjoyed it from this one. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Did make it
1: make
3: you laugh? Yeah, I laughed a lot. Of
1: that. <laughs> I, I feel like every movie that we're talking about, you're just, yeah, it was good.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I like, I'm I, just sensing
1: this indifference for, like, every movie. I want there to be a movie. Like, what is, what is required for you to be <laughs> like, for you to be like that besides, was
2: amazing. Besides Jessica Biel, and a character in a wheelchair.
3: What do we need? Well, I thought Anna Kendrick would do it for him, but... Didn't
2: work? What do you think of the characters?
3: There we come with that. They got...
1: Jake Johnson? The beard? Yeah.
2: The guy with the beard?
3: <laughs> he makes me laugh a lot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he is... He's
2: extremely funny in
1: this film. Yes. And Olivia Wilde, too. Yeah. Like, I, I've... I that... that... The role that she had was like really different than all of her previous movies that I've seen at least she was just a different character and it was really fun and And, she was really funny
2: I I haven't seen a lot of Olivia Wilde's work but I feel as though this is her best work maybe, I mean um, best performance
1: yeah, I mean she is going to be in Burt Wonderstone too, so that's another comedic role for her, I don't know
2: I'm going to go ahead and say that this role was better than Burt Wonderstone.
1: Probably, because, I mean, she was... (laughs) She just felt...
2: Everyone in the film felt really comfortable. Yeah. Everyone came off very natural. Everything was very genuine. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: And then after Drinking Buddies, Ryan and I got a chance to check out Haunter, which is the new Vincenzo Natale film. This is the guy that did Cube. And go back and listen to one of our previous episodes... I believe it was the last episode we actually got a chance to interview him and talk to him a little bit about this movie uh, this stars Abigail Breslin and it's sort of like I think he even mentions it in our interview it's like that the Nicole Kidman movie The Others where um, Abigail Breslin plays a ghost in this house and basically she's just trying to uncover what happened to her and her family and there's all kinds of Creepy things going on. It's pretty much a standard haunted house movie. There are a lot of pretty cool twists that happen throughout, um, but overall, it was it was okay. It wasn't like mind blowing or anything. Um, uh, again, a lot of the visuals were were pretty cool, but s- there was some CG work that was a little
2: from iffy. From what you were telling me, it sounds like. Groundhog
1: Day, meets right? Yes, that's yeah. That that's Why the it's other
2: Bill Murray. There's no Bill Murray,
1: right? No, there's no Bill Murray, and that is the other thing I wanted to mention. It's she, the kind of predicament she's in is that she lives the last day of her life over and over again in this house, and she can't leave the house, and she just every time she goes to sleep, she wakes up. It's the same day over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, but the interesting thing that they do in this is what happens is it's like that. For like a few weeks, and then things start to change. Like, just little things will happen that that are different ah. than before, and that kind of adds to the whole mystery of it. Uh, See,
2: oh, and now I'm am a little more intrigued. Yeah,
1: now. once and there's also a really cool part where the the film style changes to like this kind of '50s film stock where it's. um uh, like really grainy, and then there's like these frame skips that happen. And when yeah, they do that, that yeah, good. that was a really cool effect when they do that.
2: You enjoyed the '50s grainy footage, Ryan? I
3: like the like. <laughs> it almost looked to me like stop motion. Stop motion. But it wasn't animated. No like slower frame it, rate, or it, like it's it the, it's like it's like the, frame the frame rate skip skips, it. yeah.
2: So it it appears that way a little bit. So what do you think of Haunter?
3: <laughs> it wasn't terrible. Wasn't terrible. It wasn't great either. <laughs> Ryan Stamp expect- different.
2: Wasn't I, terrible.
3: I expected to be more freaked out. That was not.
1: Uh yeah, there. It is a horror movie. Um, there's no. And again, in his interview, he. He talks about this. He didn't want to use any kind of blood or gore. And I'm perfectly fine with that. I love atmospheric horror. And this this tries to go that route. I don't think it's entirely effective. There are a couple creepy parts to it. And they try to do a, several jump scares throughout. But overall, I didn't think it was that scary, really. Hmm. Uh, And then today, Sunday, we saw, we just got out of a screening of 12 O'Clock Boys. Uh, This is directed by Lotfi Nathan, who we also interviewed in a previous episode, so make sure you go back and check that out. This is a a really, really interesting documentary about this uh, illegal dirt bike gang in Baltimore City, and I really, really enjoyed this movie. Yeah,
2: this is... Perfect. The way he did it was perfect I mean he follows around Pug Who he What he filmed him for like three years mm-hmm. Essentially And Pug is trying to get into the 12 o'clock boys right. All he wants to do is ride dirt bikes Pop some wheelies And Raise some hell That's right He just wants to He's gonna fuck that summer up Yeah Cause the previous summers were bullshit and it's just it's a nice like cinema verté style where he's just he's following around and you're just documenting the life of these of Pug and the other riders, and just what they go through and everything. The only thing that there's a part of me that wished that they, uh, like showcased the other point of views. Mm-hmm. But then I realized that now, you know, he did it the right way. He was sure- he was documenting their story, what they're doing, what they're going through. And how they're essentially trying to just find a way to release all the stress that they go through. Right.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And uh, this was really, really cool. I mean, he got a lot of great footage out of this. I mean, the movie visually looks amazing. The, the The music is yeah really good. Um, all the all the camera work, I just I loved like the all the title cards and stuff. I thought.
2: And another thing, too, if you like, like, car chases and stuff, (laughs) there's actually several points in this documentary where, like, the tension was, like, ramped up, like, during these chase scenes when the police are chasing them. It was was like watching, you know, like any action movie. almost better.
1: The other thing that I liked about it was that there were moments where you could hear... The director, Lotfi, when he was yeah, talking inter- to yeah, him, and I actually, I actually like that. There's some movies where I, I don't prefer that in a documentary, where the direct, where they keep, you know, the director asking questions and stuff. But in this movie, I thought that it was really, it, it really yeah. was nice.
2: Because one of the, th- a lot of times, I think you probably agree with me. The reason you don't like that is it seems like the director's trying to like. Get himself right, into yeah. it. But you could tell that just lofty Nathan over time was just... He came very close with these mm-hmm. people. So he's just conversating with right. them as you would normally. Right. Except that he has a camera on him.
1: And what did you think of it, Ryan?
3: It's hard to understand that some like... Hard to understand what the people are saying. But <laughs> I'm sure our
1: that listeners that, are familiar with... Uh, especially because you're t- if you can see Ryan right now he has his head down he's playing on his phone and he's speaking at like minus 12 decibels
3: oh god i didn't enjoyed that there were subtitles no? there this is the only, only
2: time that you liked subtitles
3: <laughs> when I can't hear. oh my
2: Oh, 12 O'Clock Boys, the first film to make Ryan appreciate and like subtitles.
1: I don't know if that's a good thing or not. I don't know either.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do recommend highly, highly recommend yeah. Yeah. 12 O'Clock Boys. It is an excellent excellent, well-crafted documentary from a first-time director too, so.
2: Yeah, very impressive for a first-time director. Both of the movies that we saw were both you know, that and licks that were first time directors were extremely impressive. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, that does it for what we've seen so far. Um, join us tomorrow when we'll be having part two covering some more movies that we were able to check out. Also check the site, we all we have reviews up for The Rambler, I Am Divine and Euphonia, which are all making their world premieres here. At the festival, we were also able to check all of those out.
2: Plus, we also have interviews with all three of those directors.
1: Yes, we do, and we have we have interviews with uh, Calvin Lee Reader, who's the director of The Rambler. That's available on the website, and we have uh, interview with Jeffrey Schwartz, who directed I Am Divine. That's on last week's episode, I believe, and we also have the director of Euphonia. Danny Madden that was several weeks ago that we did that so go ahead and look at our back catalog for all that fun stuff I think that does it for today
2: we don't, any final comments
0: right
1: final comments so wanna, far you want to bring out he's tired no. yes we're all very tired but that's to be expected all right tune in tomorrow until then for all the latest film news and reviews Visit this at and we want to hear your feedback send us an email feedback at filmpulse.net or call our voicemail line at 850-391-6071 for filmpulse.net my name is Adam hi Kevin
3: uh, I'm Ryan
1: and we will see you tomorrow
3: <laughs> see you later <laughs>
0: I don't want this so I text phone uh, nigga what you doing I'm away
3: over east looking <laughs> for some choan uh, had to block that shit like that you know me over my crib cuz I got a new one she fat as <laughs> fuck uh, and shit yellow bone she set my music turns <laughs> her on Plus she on that purple drink sipping it out that styrofoam yeah you know we had the worker I let her dance first because she claiming she a twerker
1: You're not going to talk into your dick. You're going to talk into uh, the speaker, into the microphone.
3: (laughs) Fucking yellow. Alright, right? Yellow. (laughs) Did you say yellow?
0: (laughs) I should smack you for that. Uh, (laughs) Yellow. Yellow.